If you would have to choose the most beautiful scenery in the world, what, what would that be for you? Just the, the most beautiful scenery. Maybe you like uh, the ocean. Some people might like the ocean, the beauty of the ocean, its vastness. Maybe some people, the rain, just a nice rain in the fall. Or the forest, the mountains, the snow, you know, sunrise or sunset. Different people can like different uh, sceneries, we could say, in the world. One that I really like is the stars in the night. When you are able to lay down and just look up to the stars and be able to see the vastness of the skies in a clear night. And I still remember the first time that I, I was able to be on a clear night with someone who really knew about the stars. And it was almost like he cracked the code of like everything that there is there for me. And he started pointing at all these things, and I started to see them. All these things, constellations and stars and things that I never saw before, even though I had seen many, many times. But until my eyes were refined, I wasn't able to see all those things in the sky. It wasn't the problem of the stars, but it was my own lack of sight that could not see all those things. And we celebrate today the epiphany of the Lord that is very much connected to this experience. Epiphany means manifestation, revelation. We celebrate today that God wants to be known, that he comes to us, that he wants to reveal himself. We heard in the first reading, God is light. And light cannot be covered, cannot be hidden. The three, the three kings were able to find God in the flesh because God had taken that first step. He had become man. And there's a star that announces the fact and prophecies in the scripture that pointed to the event. God was unveiling his light, showing himself, and the Magi were able to find it. However, we know that it is not enough. It is not enough for the stars and constellations to be up there for us to be able to see them. Many times our eyes are not trained and so it's not our faith. In order to find God, we need to seek Him. God reveals Himself to all, but not all accept Him. God wanted to show Himself even to King Herod. The evidences were the same for Herod than they were for the Magi. The star, the prophets, even Herod had the testimony of the Magi who had come following the star. So we can ask ourselves, why do some people believe and some people don't? Why are you here tonight and why are there so many who aren't? And the answer is the disposition of our hearts, the openness 
of the souls of these Magi to God's revelation. Newman says in a beautiful quote, If children, if the poor, if the busy can have true faith, yet cannot weigh evidence, evidence is not the simple foundation on which faith is built. We can say that if the three kings could have true faith with little evidence, it's clearly because of their internal disposition and not by the evidences that were outside of themselves that were the same for Herod. These Magi were seekers. Many times we can think in our lives, in our own lives, if God was more evident, I would believe more. And maybe more people would believe in my family, my friends. If I would witness a miracle, that would really cut it for me. I, I would believe. I could not do otherwise. If I would see the face of Jesus in the host, then I would believe. If I would see a host bleed, that would be an extraordinary sign. I would have faith in the Eucharist then. If God would appear in the flesh, then I would be able to believe. And it is not true, because all these things have already happened. And yet, we can doubt. It is not about those evidences or the strength of those evidences, but about our internal disposition. God did become flesh. Jesus did many miracles. He even rose from the dead. He appeared to more than 500 people. And still many did not believe. And I know that it is not the case of miracles. Even though they can arise faith in our hearts. That truly sustains faith in us. Even recipients of miracles. With time can fall into doubt. So it's not about the evidence. It's not on God. It's on us. It's on our internal disposition. The problem is not the evidence that it is not enough. The problem is that we are not ready to accept the evidence, like Herod. And when we are not ready to accept that evidence, no evidence will ever be enough. Pascal has this beautiful quote, this French philosopher. He says, God so regulates the knowledge of himself that he has given indications of himself which are visible to those who seek him and not to those who do not seek him. There's enough light for those to see who only desire to see and enough obscurity for those who have a contrary disposition. So there's enough evidence for those who want to believe, who have that internal disposition of trust, but never enough evidence for those who do not have that internal disposition, those who don't want to. So it's more about our internal disposition to faith than God's external disposition to revelation. And so we see the contrast of two types of people 
in the gospel. We see the Magi and we see Herod, two different types of people. The three kings, they are actively seeking. They were hungry for God, we can say. They saw the star. They discerned the star. They began the journey. They found the star. They found out more from the scribes. And they followed until they got to the manger. Herod, on the other hand, he had no hunger at all. And so he never sought in his life. He never found. There's a person who has been through an amazing, amazing journey. And at first, when he heard about the Mass, he would come at the end of Mass. And I would see him come at the end of Mass and just stand in the back. Then, as he started seeking more and more and finding out more, he started coming earlier in the Mass, maybe at the offertory. And then he would come with time at the beginning of Mass and stand in the back of the church through the whole Mass. I felt for him because, honestly, you can see everything from here. And so seeing him like stand through the whole Mass. But then, as he continued to seek in his own life, he sat in the last pew. <laughs> I, I had great joy when I see him sit in the first pew. And then he started moving upwards. And now he comes 10 minutes before the Mass and doesn't leave until 15 minutes after the Mass is done. He was seeking. And the Lord has blessed that journey and has revealed himself to him little by little. So what was the main obstacle for Herod? What was his main obstacle? And I think we can point out to mediocrity. Mediocrity was the main obstacle that Herod experienced in his life. He was content, and he was not seeking more in his life. He had what we could say an I-don't-care attitude. It is only later in his life that he passionately goes against the child and he starts persecuting and killing people. But at first, he didn't even care. He was mediocre. Herod was only five miles away from Bethlehem. But internally, he was thousands of miles away from the child. And the Magi, they were thousands of miles away from the child physically. But internally, by their dispositions, they were much closer, very close. And so Herod grew in that mediocrity. And sometimes we can also give in to that comfort in our lives. When comfort becomes the sole principle of discernment in our lives. And we start maybe doing mediocre things. <laughs> but many times we do great things with a mediocre heart just half-hearted. So my invitation for all of us as we begin a new term and a new year is that you may invest your heart in all the good things that you do. That when you study, you may study with your whole heart. When you do friendships, that you may be the best friend that you can be. Invest your heart. That when you come to Mass, 
that you may not look at your watch, but invest your whole heart in that time that you have for God. I want to invite all of us to shake off that mediocrity that could be the greatest evil in our hearts and in our lives because it doesn't allow us to seek more and to find more in our lives. Let us work on our internal disposition and God will draw closer to us. And honestly, there's no better seeking than coming to Mass. That you are here tonight, even before the term has begun. There's no better seeking than coming to Mass. Because here on this altar, we receive that same epiphany of Bethlehem. In a few moments, the Lord comes in the flesh to be with us. The veil is removed so that we may be able to see God wants to be known. God wants to come to us, into our lives. May we grow in our internal disposition to see him. May we shake off mediocrity from our lives so that when he comes today, we may be strengthened by the King of Kings.